Fearless. Chase. Bold. Following. Courageous. Search. I'm Aaron. And I'm Marshall. And this is Undaunted Pursuit. We're back, everybody. Welcome back to Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Glad to have y'all back here. There we go. That sounds a lot better. We had to do our checks because we tried last week to do the same episode and we just we've been having a heck of a time trying to deal with this recording software and it, uh, who knows, you know. But it's been a headache. But I say that with a big but. <laughs> um hopefully for not <laughs> long cuz now some things have actually progressed and some things have actually changed that I've been alluding to the past uh I don't know several weeks and um you know, we told you, we've been telling you big things are coming, and one of the big things and some exciting news is, Marshall, hopefully we won't have to use this software for too much longer because we are moving to Arkansas. Arkansas! Yes, Arkansas sir-y. bound. Yes, sir. Now, I'm not moving to Arkansas, but Aaron, you guys, you guys are moving to Arkansas. Right, right. So at least that puts us within, we, we start doing these recordings in person, finally. We can. Uh, of a weekend like six hours away yeah better than the 32 hours or whatever it is to get (laughs) to your place now that's just just not feasible no one's got time for that that's right so anyway that's exciting news we're excited to we're excited to go it's a complete leap of faith and you know that's what we talk about that a lot on this podcast is to follow god in unwavering faith and it's mm-hmm. uh, let me tell you, I say unwavering faith, and yet it's still a bit nerve wracking, and it's still stressful to do this move, especially with a wife and five kids. And we actually, the last time we moved, we had uh, two less kids, so this has been interesting. We feel like we're just spinning our wheels trying to get things ready to go, and who knows? I mean, we've got a realtor coming to take pictures next week. Or actually, by the time you hear this, um, she'll be coming in a couple of days. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So you guys got a lot going on. Doing a lot of a lot of house cleaning, a lot of get rid of stuff you thought you needed, you probably don't need. Packing up. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of purging. Yeah, for, to say the least. I mean, that's another reason why we didn't have a podcast last week is because, well, when that when we had all these uh, technical difficulties with Zencaster and and all that, and then I found out that you know we we're we're just going to do it. We're going to move to Arkansas, and uh, I, so all this went down. We've been incredibly busy. So yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait to be closer to you guys. And uh, who knows? Who knows? Maybe one day we'll be neighbors. You never know. You never yep. know. That, man, that'd be so cool. Just imagine. Yeah, so, hey, you guys, you know, anybody listening should start watching for us now that we're both going to be in the South, in the Midwest area, you know, uh, at these podcast conferences. Because, yep. you know, now that we're going to be together, we should, we're definitely going to be hitting some of those up. Oh, yeah. We'll be there. Undaunted Pursuit Podcast out and about. That's right. Which is why you haven't heard uh, me or heard us give out the address here lately is because um, that's about to change with people. <laughs> so it's going to change, going to change a little bit. And uh, so, so when you guys move, just talk about it a little bit. Are you guys going to be, are y'all buying a house? You're going to be hanging out in your, in your motorhome for a little while, buying some, yeah, well, what y'all's plan? Yeah, we'll hang out in the motorhome for a little while, and then uh, that's nothing we haven't done before. Because in, I think I explained <laughs> it like early on in this podcast that um, twenty twenty we traveled the country in the RV as well. So mm-hmm. um, that's nothing new for us. We're gonna hang out in the RV for a little while, and then we'll see what the house sale house sale does, and then try and get some land. That's the first first thing is we got to have land. You know, a family of seven. We need some place to like spread out. We need some exploring territory. We have just not been cut out for this in-town living. It, it, we just can't do it. 
You, well, you, you, you never have been. You've never been an in-town guy. I mean, where, where you where you grew up there in Missouri, you guys were nestled in the woods, and uh, your parents still are. And uh, I was even nestled in the woods. Yeah. Um, so you, you've never really been the city type. So it'll be good to get you guys back out in the woods where you belong. <laughs> I know. I know. Cause it's, it, you know, when you get the cops called on you for, uh, shooting over the fence for your kids, um, shooting over the fence. Uh, okay. Quick story. Uh, we were getting ready to go on vacation and, uh, I'm, I'm of course, you know, having all these kids and stuff, you're rushing around trying to get things here, lock things up here, clean up things before you leave and all that. And here I come walking around the side of the house and there's a cop standing at my front door. He's like, Hey, what's up, buddy? And he's like, I, man, I got to tell you, cause I know the guy. He's like, man, I got to tell you, we got a phone call for kids shooting, uh, pellet guns over the fence. And I was like, Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I look at the kids. I was like, now what did I tell you? You know, just real kind of kind of sarcastically. He's like, now, boys, boys, I told you not to be shooting over the fence. <laughs> you know, so he's like, OK, I think you he's like, uh, he's like, I know you'll handle it. I was like, yeah, we got it. Thanks, man. And <laughs> it's like, man, seriously, these kids are just wanting to shoot squirrels. Yeah. Yeah. Not, you know, the people who live in the city, they're not used to that. And um yeah, they're just not cut out for guns, woods, anything like that. Which that's fine to each his own. Nothing wrong with that. Um, mm-hmm. Heck, I, I'd, I'd prefer to have some land out away from everybody. Um, I don't want to be too far away because it's it gets expensive driving back and forth. You know, just to go somewhere. But, it does. Um, which y'all know about that. So, how nice would it be to just be able to walk out on your back porch and pee? Or if you really you just think about it, how many days have I come home? Well, you know, I, okay, let me let me back up a little bit because I can't step out on my back porch and pee off the back porch. The kids can because they're kids, you know, kids can pee anywhere and nobody thinks anything of it. But, you know, if I was to go out and pee off the back porch, then um, there's windows facing my yard in every direction. So I just can't do that. And um, why? Why? My goodness, why do they think they... How many times do I got to tell them I'm good with Drinko tonight? Do you not have a Anyway, they want to play door? a game tonight. <laughs> I know I don't. The next studio is going to have a stinking lock. <laughs> anyway. It better lock from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'll explain that here in a minute. Um, so anyway, yeah, so I have windows facing every direction. Well, there's times that I've got to come home and strip off on the porch because either I've gotten too dirty and stuff, but you just can't get naked in the city limits because there's people watching all the time. So that's another reason why I want to be able to, you know, I do <laughs> now. Now we are in a small, no, town, small do. country town. <laughs> we're, in a, we're in a small country town. We have, we have a lot in the house. We have a larger lot. We have a big backyard. We have a privacy fence. So I go outside and pee all the time. Um, and I also strip down in my backyard after I mow, I take all my clothes off, shake, you know, shake them all off and dust them off before I bring them inside. But you know, now, some people, it doesn't matter. Like my, my papa, he lives in the city and he's got neighbors left, right, front and back yeah. there everywhere. Well, he goes outside in his backyard on the side of his house and he just, he just goes, he don't care. <laughs> he could care less. Yeah. Now he's got privacy. Well, here, that's too, the thing. So. That's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. I should have, I should have said it's okay for kids and old people because then you have, <laughs> it's okay for kids and old people to, to walk around naked because then, um, kids, people don't think anything about it. They're just kids. They don't know any better. And then when you get older, that, you know, see, that's what you have to look forward to, Marshall. When you get older, one, you don't care who sees you naked. And then yeah. two, if people see you walking around naked, they just think you're just a crazy old guy walking around naked. So, <laughs> hey, speaking of old guy, <laughs> old man Marshall's got a rant. Oh, oh. Oh, there we go. Come on. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Let me tell you. So I get home today. All right. I get home. Now, I just mowed my lawn yesterday. And I tell you, it took me a good two and a half hours or so, maybe longer, maybe even three hours. I don't know. It was a while because mm-hmm. my grass, we've had so much rain. The grass got really tall, especially in the backyard. And so it took me a minute. I mean, I had to take the the diverter on the lawnmower that spits it out and pushes it towards the ground. I had to take that off and prop that little flap up to where it spit out behind me. And it looked oh, yeah. like a rooster tail. 
It looked like a rooster tail behind a boat coming out behind me. But anyway, so I say that to say that I, I got the yard cleaned up and uh, I come home, go inside, and, I, and I, I went back outside later on to take some trash out. And I always kind of walk around the property. If there's any trash, I'll pick it up or whatever. And I look in my front yard. Mm-hmm. So we got the road and it, and it, and it dips down into like a, a culvert, so to speak, a ditch or whatever. Not, mm-hmm. not a culvert, but a ditch. And uh, it's pretty big. And then it comes up into my yard. Well, on the street side, <clears throat> which it, I, I'm walking around out there and I see tire tracks. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Can, and they're not very big or oh, wide. No. So I'm like, I'm like, what, what kind of tracks are these? And so I go to the other side of the yard and they're on that side too. And well, one of my neighbors and her daughter are sitting out there on their front porch, just hanging out. And I'm just sitting there looking around. I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. And she goes, it was your neighbor. I said, the one over there with that silver Uh-oh. car is? And she said, said, yeah. They said it was, uh, she has a son. Our neighbor has a son. And she, he's like, he's a senior mm-hmm. in high school or something. And him and his high school buddies came over with their trucks and their trailers. And they had dirt bikes. So they got their dirt bikes. Oh. And they're riding up down the street. And they decided to drive my grass for my yard for whatever reason, I guess they think it's part of the public domain. <laughs> and, and so I said, oh, you the well, motocross there, aren't you? Apparently some, I was put some ramps out there for them and some dirt jumps and stuff and just call it good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I said to her, right. I said, I, I guess I'm going to have to start sitting on my front porch and my shotgun. Every time I see these guys, I'm just going to take matters into my own hands. I said, what am I supposed to do about this? <laughs> She's yeah. like, Hey, yeah. do what you got to do. It's <laughs> like, so, <laughs> you know, and so again, I was just like, and I come inside and I'm grabbing to my wife because I'm just like, this is ridiculous. I don't know what to do. I told her, I said, I think I'm going to go over there and I'm going to, I'm going to go talk to her, this, this kid's mother. I'm going to go have a, mm-hmm. a chit chat with him, with her. And I, and I still may actually do that. But I told her, I said, I'm also getting a camera. I said, we're our, we have a light above our garage. It's a sensor light. It's LED. It's super bright. I said, I'm going to take one of those out and put one of those ring yeah. ones up there, one of those ring floodlights up there. That's a camera on it, too. That way I can Ugh. see everything going on in front of my house. I said, then I can capture them and I'll have proof. No. I'll take them down. <laughs> Old man. Old man Marshall ain't putting up with it no more. <laughs> That's my ring. Tearing up my yard. Tearing up my yard, little no, turds. <laughs> oh, all right. So. Oh yeah, yeah. So the kids coming in, and they they were they keep asking me if I'm okay playing this game tonight. Yeah. So a while back, we made this. Uh, ah, shoot, it was like several years back. Actually, we made this plinko board, and um, and so and some some family nights every Friday night we try and or not every Friday night, but um, we try and do family nights on towards the end of the week and whatever, just to kind of regroup and be a family. And uh, so we made this Plinko board. Well, the it's loosely based off of the Drinko game from the Jimmy Fallon show or whatever, the Fallon show, the late night show. And mm-hmm. except for, you know, they use alcohol on that one. On this one, we use like anything. So any any liquid drink. So it'll be um, you, you could have juice, pickle juice, lemon juice, um, oil, vinegar. Uh, whatever is edible or drinkable. And then you put, you put them all on cards and you lay them in the slots and then you play Plinko with them. You drop two discs and then uh, whatever lands, you mix the two drinks. So if you, there's a chance you could get say like oil and uh, apple juice or vinegar and uh, you know, whatever, you know, vinegar and uh, who knows who knows what vinegar and soy sauce. I think soy sauce was one of them one time. And it's just, Oh, golly. Oh man. It's a fun game. It really is. Well, this sounds like fun. It sounds like an upset stomach, but when you guys get moved and we come up there, we're going to have to play that. <laughs> yeah. Cause the, the board's coming with us, you know, and let me tell you, some people ask why Arkansas? Well, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of worldly things that we can, you know, pros to this move that we can think of like kind of not necessarily selfish pros to, to but um 
if you think about it, the weather's warmer, the, you know, the growth season is longer, the it's closer to you and for us to be able to continue this podcast in a more positive way. Um, right. it, the, the options are endless. There's a lot of really good positives to that. But what I want to say is the main reason it, we were originally thinking it's like, okay, so we kind of, I was scared to talk to Ashley about it. And then I, I, I came up to her. I said, Hey, you know, I have this feeling, this overwhelming feeling that we need to talk about this. And she's like, okay, you know, that we're, that we should probably go South. And she's like, okay. I was like, Oh wow. So over <laughs> weeks of praying together about it, there was, we went to bed and uh, we woke up. We were talking about some other different states, you know, Tennessee, South Carolina, Alabama, Louisiana, Texas, not even Texas, because we were, we know the real estate market there is kind of high. So anyway, mm-hmm. we woke up and we're like, okay, Arkansas it is. We don't know why. It's crazy to think about, but God wants us to follow on complete faith. And he, and mm-hmm. we will, we will do that because uh, if we don't, it, it'll be nothing but trouble. And so, yeah, we don't know why Arkansas, but I can see a lot of really good things. And, um, and hopefully we're, I'm going to try and get involved with this. Uh, You know, you guys have heard on this podcast, uh, Brody Cooper with Blast and Cast Men's Ministry. And, um, as soon as I get down there, I think we're going to be talking. I've already talked to him. And so this is the other part of the exciting news is that, uh, we're going to, I'm going to try and join join up with them and help in that ministry as well. So we'll see where that, where that takes us. So I'm excited. Yeah, no, that'll be awesome. Um, you know, and not only all that great stuff, but, uh, Arkansas is just a beautiful place. It really is. They call it, it's, it's the natural state. Oh man. And, and they, they take mm-hmm. that to heart. You know, when, when I may have mentioned this, but when my wife and there and I were there a while back, um, it is super clean. I mean, when we were driving around, I don't think I saw maybe two or three pieces of trash on the side of the road. Whereas here in Texas, you you, you see trash all over the place, and um, which yeah, is unfortunate. Yeah. But but man, it's just it's just beautiful, you know. And you're in the woods, you have all that nature. You got more animals um, mm-hmm. around there, and um, yeah, it's just nice, you know. I, I, I uh, and don't get me wrong. Go ahead. Okay, so yeah, I was just gonna say, don't get me wrong. Where we live here in Idaho is beautiful and uh the town we live in grangeville idaho will always hold a special place in our heart it's it's been a it's been a great town and um and it, it really is actually really sad to leave but when god calls you to he you know to his will you, you got to do it i mean god's calling you for a reason yeah yep where he goes you must follow yep I mean, because it's just not, you, you're going to be blessed by, he, he knows what's best for you. You, you don't, you don't have, um, you, you just don't know. He knows the past, present, and the future. He's timeless. And um, his, his way is the perfect way. So um, you just gotta, you gotta trust in him. And that's, uh, that's how, that's how we looked at it. And we're, you know, putting God first in our life. And, um, which is what we're going to be talking about tonight in Luke chapter 14. Yeah. You know, before we go into that, I wanted to share something that happened. Was it today? Well, okay. There's a couple different things. Was it today? Uh, I can't remember if it was today or yesterday. I'm losing my mind anyway. So, so of course <laughs> y'all know my, my, my wife, uh, she lost one of her sisters. Um, so that's been rough. And then. Lately, we have a cat. And, and okay, I know some people aren't animal people and don't treat animals like their family, but we treat animals like our family. And I'm not a big cat person, but this cat I like. One of few. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this this so this cat's been sick, and it's kind of gotten sicker. And uh, and my my wife loves our cat like big time. And so anyway, so it's been kind of rough on her uh, today. And so I, it must have been today. Anyway, so I was at work and um, <laughs> and I was, <clears throat> she was having just a rough time. I think it was yesterday, actually. My bad. Sorry, I'm going back and forth. Anyway, yesterday I was at work and she was at home <laughs> and she was she was having a rough time at, at the house. And, um, I, you know, I I, I, I I was listening to some really encouraging and motivational like Christian speakers on Spotify mm-hmm. throughout the day, which, which was awesome, by the way. 
And um, so I started looking up scripture just about different things, different struggles. And yeah. uh, I sent those to her and I didn't know that's what she needed to hear. Uh, but it was. And, and today or when I got home that evening, she shared with me, she goes, you know, when you sent that to me, um, I was actually dealing with some stuff and having a hard time. And it was like perfect timing. I said, really? I said, well, I wasn't, I didn't send it because I knew you've had a hard time. And I just sent it just because I wasn't even thinking. I was at work doing my own thing and it just kind of yeah, yeah. it just kind of hit me. And I was like, I'm going to send her the scripture. And so it was just, it was amazing how God utilized that moment to help her with, with his word and, uh, and, and just help her through a, a little bit of a tough time. And then, um, on a, on a different note today, I was out working. I went to go meet with a customer and, uh, you know, I haven't done this in a while mm-hmm. and it was an older gentleman. He's probably in his eighties or so, uh, him and his wife, the nicest couple. I mean, super sweet. I felt like it was just my grandparents, just I mean, super sweet. And I'd actually <laughs> done some work. I'd done, done some work, uh, with, with his son on a different project. And, yeah, you know, we, we were talking about some stuff and we were sitting on his back porch. And then when I got there, he goes, I have a seat. And I go, oh, no, it's Rex. I would, I didn't think I was going to be there for very long. Well, about probably 10 minutes in, in yeah, the yeah. conversation, he goes, I go ahead and have a seat. So I, I sit down and we sit, we're, we're probably talking for like 15, 20 minutes, just ch- chatting about all sorts of stuff. And um, mm-hmm. he, he shared with me that he'd been having health issues for the past year. He had, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but more or less when, when he would stand up, his blood pressure would drop about 30 points. <clears throat> and when he would sit down, it would be normal. And so for the past year or so, it's been really rough. And uh, the yeah. past three or f- and then, then the, the past three or four days, it's been pretty good. And so anyway, um, I ended up, you know, so hey, I better, you know, get going and get back to work. And I said, but I'll be praying for you. And I stopped and I said, you know what? I said, do you mind if I pray for you right now? And he said, absolutely. And so I went over there, I put my hand on his back. And I never met this guy in my life. I don't know who he was. Um, but I put my hand on his back and I just prayed over him. I just prayed for him. And uh, it was just a, such a sweet moment. And afterwards, he shook my hand and he just kind of held my hand for a second. And you could tell, you, you could hear the emotion. You could hear the tears in his voice. And he was just so thankful. Mm-hmm. He said, thank you so much, young man, for doing that. I appreciate that. And you could just hear the 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 the, the emotion and and just the the thankfulness, you know? And, uh, so <clears throat> yeah, it was good. It was really cool. It was, it was a great moment. And I was thankful to God that, uh, he blessed me with, with that opportunity. So if you guys get the chance to play, that's awesome. Somebody, do it. Yeah. I love it. You know, prayer is, prayer is a, uh, powerful tool. Yeah. You know, it really is. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, I, I was gonna go, I was gonna go into it, but no, that's all you got to say about it is prayer is, uh, just a, you know, it's, it's, it lifts people up and, uh, most people are, are open to it. You know, who doesn't want to be prayed over who, you know, even if it's, uh, you know, and God hears those prayers. And so, um, not only does it, you know, it's a simple way to witness to somebody. It really is. It really is. It opens the doors real quick. You just never know. Yep. Okay. All right. So we're like 20 some odd minutes into this and let's, let's get this going. Cause of course uh, I'll, I'll probably have some other kids in here or something ask me when I'm going to be done or whatever. But so we're getting into Luke chapter 14. I know we've already done, you guys don't know listening, but we've already done this and I hope it's going to be just as good as it was the last time. Cause I felt pretty good about it last time, but <laughs> it was good. Um, it was obviously good. Maybe, maybe there was something, <laughs> maybe there was something we said wrong. I don't know we're going to go through it again. So, um, mm-hmm. and maybe I shouldn't do that. Cause if we get something wrong this time, it's like, we've had yet another week to study on this and, to you know, chew on it for a little bit. So who knows? <laughs> But maybe we can. So we're we're starting off chapter fourteen here. Jesus has been invited to um, a Pharisee's house for dinner, and uh, it, it's it happens to be on a Sabbath day. And um, my Bible says, in my translation amplified in parentheses says, hoping to entrap him. And so they're going to be they're going to be watching him closely and carefully because they're looking for fault. And so. Um, but we can see from this is that he's 
he's still being invited into these houses, even though he's had um, disputes with the Pharisees in in the past, and he's still he's still associating with them a, a little bit. But is it, you know he's not associating with them to to be a part of them. He's you know he's here to save us. So that's what we're. Um, he, he's here to show a godly example. And so here he is, and um, and they're watching him closely. Now this word, watching closely, for watching, the word watching in this instance here is to be interested and uh, sinister. Kind of, kind of uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but... Um, but yeah, so that word broke down is to uh, is interested in, with sinister intent, right? <clears throat> and of course, people wanted to see what Jesus was going to do in these different situations. So that's why. Oh, they absolutely. And, and that's and that's and like knowing. Said, that's a, go ahead. That's the Pharisees were. That's what you like. Uh, you had said the Pharisees were just trying to trick him into breaking the law. But aside from that, yeah, people did. They were interested to see what Jesus was was going to do, what he was up to. Yeah, and so. So you know the 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 Pharisee this this Pharisee um, obviously invited this this man with this affliction to um, and and so, and some believe that it was that it was to provoke Jesus into um, breaking what they considered uh, law at the time I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we're getting into here it's you you can read about it in verse two, but this is a. Uh, there's a man with what's called dropsy and it's a, it's extreme swelling or abnormal swelling in, in the tissues. And, um, let me see here. The dropsy is, uh, comes from the Greek words, uh, water and face. So this would have had the, the, the appearance of this man would have been noticeable because it would, it, it, it caused a bloating in, in the face. So when Jesus heals him, which, okay. I, I may be getting ahead of myself. Let's see here. Okay. I'm getting kind of ahead of myself. So anyway, this guy has a noticeable affliction called dropsy, and it's it's a fluid buildup in the tissues. So these guys don't ask anything. They, But Jesus knows what the intentions were because, of course, he's got yeah. in the flesh. He knows... He knows he knows why this guy is here, and he knows uh, what question th- that they're questioning this. And he says, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? So what is he? Um, and it says here, okay, yeah, yeah, never mind. So the issue is not healing, per se. It's, it's healing on the Sabbath, which, of course, is a man-made construct. And he's going to, you're going to see him as we progress in here. He's making a, he's making a case against that nowhere does it, because we got to remember that Jesus didn't break any of God's laws, and a lot of these laws that these these guys tried to trap Jesus in were not God's laws; they were man-made constructs mm-hmm. to to limit people and to um and to, and really to make the Pharisees look better, you know, to make them look good in uh for selfish reasons, right? And so he um. So in this question, there's a lot that goes into just this one question, which is crazy because he, all in this one question, he's just re, he's reminding them that there are there is no command against that. So they they kept silent, and he took hold of the man. He heals him. Now, when we said earlier that he is uh, that he had a noticeable affliction, his face would have been bloated, and um, you can imagine how great a miracle this was. And he would have been changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. No doubt about that. That's what Jesus does. He changes. People. So he heals a man. Yeah, exactly. He does. Even nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, too bad. Too bad this is not a video podcast. You, you I don't know. see Marshall and his facial expressions. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Eventually, y'all will get to see this stuff. It'll be good. So, anyway, yeah, I know it. I know it. I hope so. But okay, so Jesus sends this guy on the way, and this this is cool because he's not like we've seen all through this chapter in Jesus's ministry and uh, and his healing. It wasn't a lot of it. You know, there were some standout moments, but it's not a bunch of hocus pocus. It's not a bunch. It's not for the notoriety, and um, you know, there there is no there is no ceremony or anything. He just Jesus just does it. He just heals. That's what he does. And so that, uh-oh, we lost Marshalls. 
Marshall is gone. I'll tell you what, the devil's out to steal, kill, and destroy. Right, He's trying to on. tear down this daggum podcast now. Okay, we're back. And we're back. All right, so where were we? We were talking about... Okay, so he heals the guy. He sends him on his way. All right. Uh, verse 5 in 14. Do you have anything to add before we go on, Marshall? No, I got some stuff for 7 through 11 and 15 through 24, but I'm hanging on. Okay, all right. All right, so... We're going to see, he goes in and asks them, he asks them. So verse 5 says, he says to them, which one of you having a son or an ox that falls into a well will not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day? So he is addressing the fact that these guys obviously had a problem with him healing on the Sabbath, even though um, it's not God's commandment to not heal on this on the Sabbath day. Um, so th- it, this is simple. He's, he's bringing up the fact that you guys will even show compassion to animals. So why not why not heal people that are made in God's image? So it's like, yeah. if, if you have a, an animal that falls into a well, will you not help them on the Sabbath day? And, then, and they couldn't answer him. They had no answers because, because it's, a, it's a perfect question for them because it um, condemns them either way. Whether it it, sho- it either shows their true identity, either way, if they were to have answered him, because it it appeals to something good in these people. But then if they say no, then it then it just goes to prove that they were hypocrites. Yeah, Jesus doing what Jesus does, teaching. But he was, yeah, and he knows that he, there there is like there is good good inside of them, and that's what he was trying to um he, he was trying to get them to be true. To the good inside of them. And that's what he was bringing up right. in this in this passage was that um, you know he was kind of scolding them for their for their uh, their wrong behavior, but he was also trying to get them to see that hey you know you guys are there is good inside of you just like there's good inside of all of us. You just got to embrace it. Yeah. Yeah. When you think you who couldn't God's do you to be. Yeah. Exactly. When you think you shouldn't do something, help that person or. Uh, go talk to that person. Just like you said, Marshall, God lays verses on your heart or um, lays uh, lays a heavy feeling on your heart to go pray for that person or send them that verse. And that's exactly, seize those moments. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Now, yeah. So verse seven, we're getting into a parable. And so these are, mm-hmm. when Jesus tells a parable, these are real life situations. They are not... Um, they're not made up stories. They're not fables of any sort, and they're um, they're not they're not just fancy stories that Jesus told to to. He used real life situations that um, that they were all familiar with, so that they could relate to them, so that they they could take something out of what he was what he was getting ready to say. Okay. Yeah. So this is the parable. This is the wedding feast parable. Do you want to lead? You want to kick this one off, Marshall? Yeah. Sure. So here Jesus is teaching about seeking humility, uh, pretty much. So uh, I'm going to start off with uh, verse 7. So when he noticed how the guests picked the places of honor at the table, he told them this parable. He said, when someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor. For a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, give this man your seat. Then humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. But when you are invited, take the lowest place so that when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of all of your fellow guests. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. So pretty much in a nutshell, what Jesus is saying here is, to be humble and to be a servant, pretty much let God exalt you. Don't try to exalt yourself. Uh, when we try to yeah. exalt ourselves, I mean, essentially, you, you know, you 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 become self-serving and very selfish, and you're not you're not putting others or God first. You're putting yourself and your own desires first. Yep. So just think about it. Like, if you want to live like what Jesus lived, then you've got to humble yourself because Jesus ultimately humbled himself or, you know, God in the flesh humbled himself to send Jesus 
you know, God in the flesh and to, to be a human gave, gave up all of his, you know, because he, you know, came through a birth canal and, uh, and lived this life, experienced life from a baby to adulthood and, and died on the cross for us and rose again, you know, and then, and then the nice thing is he rose again from the dead, but to serve Jesus served his whole ministry. And, and did he, did he have to No. You know, he's God in the flesh. He didn't have to do that, but he's setting an example for us to um, live like he did. So if you want to, you got to have that servant attitude. Yeah, that's a fact. So, and then going, well, go ahead, Marshall. Oh, I don't care if you you can, you can go, you can finish it. Doesn't matter me. Okay. All right. (laughs) Yeah. So like you said, um, we should work hard for the Lord so that uh, God can raise us up. And going along those same lines, verse 12, um, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or those relatives or the wealthy neighbors. Otherwise, they may invite you in return. Don't do something. Don't take on that servant uh, heart with expectations of being repaid somehow, some way. Yeah. When you give a banquet reception, invite the poor, the disabled, the lame, and the blind, and here's you will be blessed because you're not Mm -hmm. those people can't repay you. Serve those that can't repay you, or even like Marshall. If I take if I did something for you, a, a loving heart would expect nothing in return. So you don't have to, you know, do that for those people, but do that for everybody, and you will be blessed because. Yeah. Let's see here. And that, that's that, that's that's how I was raised, right? I was raised to, and, and this wasn't with necessarily a biblical backing as a child, but it was, you know, you give from the bottom of your heart and don't ever expect anything in return. You just do it because you want to. Don't do something expecting something back in return. You just don't do that. Yep. Yep. So because we're we've been over this. Where is as a believer? Where is our true treasure? It's in heaven. Mm-hmm. And so you, he goes on, you know, it goes on to say, um, or he goes, Jesus goes on to say that you will be blessed because they cannot repay you for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. When one of those who were uh, reclining at the table with him said this, he said to them, blessed and happy uh, is he who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. I kind of jumped ahead there a little bit. What I wanted to touch on, the main point of the end of that little section would be the fact that your true treasure lies is not in the worldly things, or it shouldn't be. It should be in heaven. So strive for that. Don't strive for that repayment. Don't do it expecting to um, be... Even, you know, you can even take payment as being recognized of some sort. You know, don't do it with being to be recognized in any way. Yeah. It's a heart condition is what it is, Marshall. It is. It really is. All right. So I've got a story out to share when we start going through this next few verses. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to skip over. I'm going to skip over 15 here. Um, I don't know. So, you know, one of the one of the people who are reclining at the table with them heard this. Um, blessed is he who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. Very true. You know, it was a true statement. Obviously, whatever Jesus was talking, you know, this parable that Je- really touched the gentleman at the table um, with them. And uh, he just yeah. makes this exclamation. Yeah. And this is, um, it, it's probably, you know, because of course, you can probably see that these the some of the other folks at the table were the the tension was high and so this was this was an attempt to kind of break that tension well then jesus goes into uh another parable and uh mm-hmm. in verse 16 he says to them a man was giving a big dinner so he he invites many guests and uh so this was an occasion that uh inviting many people to come. Normally, this was just the sort of an occasion that people would be thrilled to attend, and and they would be happy to be invited. So um, this this banquet would have been, uh, this dinner would have been um, announced, and then um, and then when everything was ready. So this would have been announced uh, probably days before. Say, hey, I'm fixing to have a dinner. Um, 
don't know what time I'll send my servant when it's, when it's time. So these people knew ahead of time that, that Jesus yeah. is about to talk about. And this was, this was custom, um, in, in this time period that, that this would happen, because we got to remember this, this is taking place before clocks and everything. So you can't say, Hey, somebody be there at three o'clock for a dinner, <laughs> you know? So, um, you announce this several days before, and then come the day of the feast, a servant gets sent out. All right. Uh, Marshall, do you, uh, you said you had some stuff that you wanted to touch on, on this. <clears throat> yeah, I do. I, uh, so pretty much, give me just a second here. So, you know, a lot of what is going on here in 15 through 24, um, really when, when Jesus is talking about this great feast is Jesus, you know, Jesus is talking a lot about the, the, the calling on our lives, <clears throat> and answering mm-hmm. that call. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I just want to say that that answering Jesus's call on your life, you know, that's not something you want to pass up. You don't want to pass up God's invitation for your life because eventually he may uh, he may take back his invitation and give it to somebody else. And, you know, I have a situation, not a situation. I have an experience uh, mm-hmm. myself and this is a church I used to go to in Fort Worth many years ago, and we were we were in the middle of a church service, and I was sitting towards the back of of the sanctuary, and I'm just praying. There may have been some worship music going on at the time, and in the midst of my prayer and worshiping God, I just felt this nudge from the Holy Spirit to go pray for this gentleman that was up sitting at the front of the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just got to, I was second guessing it. That the devil was really messing with my mind. Like, are, are you sure you want to do that? Don't, you know, don't do that. Yeah, if you do that, you might look like an idiot if it's not real. Blah blah blah. And to make a long story short, I passed that up. I mm-hmm. passed that opportunity up, the invitation from God to go pray for somebody else. And lo and behold, not just a few minutes later after I decided not to because I was nervous and I was scared and I was afraid of what people may think or that individual may think, somebody else got up and went over there and prayed for that same guy. Yeah. Because I failed to listen to what God was calling me to do. He told mm-hmm. me to go pray for this man, and I said, Nah, I'm going to look like an idiot. I'm going to look stupid. I know I am because what if I'm wrong? What if I'm not hearing from you, God, and I'm, I'm, just, I'm just making this up in my mind? And I go there and pray for that guy, and he looks at me like, "What are you talking about? I don't need prayer. I'm just, I'm just fine." <laughs> but that's why, that's why it's so important to listen to God's word. That the invitation, that calling on your life, and that calling is not just about that kind of calling, but it goes larger than that. Yeah, exactly. And just think that these people in this parable were invited and had accepted that invitation initially. And it, it, you can just take that into like today's, you know, it's like, oh, you know, maybe I'll, uh, I, I've got, I've got a lot of this stuff. I, you know, I got this stuff I've got to accomplish first and then maybe I'll accept Jesus or I've got to, um, we see this all throughout, especially this, uh, this book and, in Jesus's ministry, you know, it's like, first, let me go, let me go do this. And, or, um, you know, you, you're, you're invited. All things are ready. We can see, we can see this analogy that, uh, God has made all things are now ready for men to come, uh, men and women to come and receive from him. And we come to God and find that he has been ready for us all along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't pass up God's invitation on your life. And to think, <clears throat> yeah, go ahead, Marshall. No, that's all I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I was just going to say that it was insult. It, 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 it's an insult. It's insulting yeah. to to accept this invitation and then and then turn around and just get rid of it, you know, just to yeah. to turn it away. You can think about that as like um, to to go to church and hear hear God's word. The invitation's there. God is calling you to uh, to accept Jesus and what He did for us on the cross. And you're gonna you're gonna turn around and turn your back on Him and walk away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what we're talking about right here. Yeah. And so you can you see all these people. The servant goes to all these people to um to make sure that, you know hey the feast is ready. No, I've got uh, I've got oxen and uh, please excuse me. I I had 
I, I just got married and you know, please excuse me from that. And, um, you know, I just purchased a piece of land. It, every people are making it, they're making excuses that, and they're, they're, um, exalting this worldly stuff. And even, and, and I'm even talking about the wife situation here is that, you know, people are exalting all this stuff over God, over God's invitation over this, uh, this in that that's Oh man. All right. I'm getting, I'm getting just a little too excited here, but, uh, you know, what we're, this analogy or this parable is to explain God's invitation. So that's, I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm using this and talking about God, these, because you see that today that people exalt their things or their situations over what God wants in their life. So even your marriage you got to put God first in your marriage or it will not succeed. And, I, you know, where I'm, yeah, normally true. I would say I'm sorry about that, but I'm not going to apologize about that. Yeah. No, God first. And so don't use Always. these worldly. Ex- yeah. Don't use these worldly excuses to not accept God's invitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, selfishness comes into play there as well. Oh, yeah. Because now we're going to get into the repercussions of not accepting that invitation. And the depths. So the of servant falling servant Christ means, yeah, exactly. So the servant comes back to the master and says, "Hey, none of these guys want to come." He's like, "Go out into the cities, into the alleys, and invite the and bring in here the poor and the disabled and the blind and the lame, because this guy wants to fill his you know he wants to fill his table, and um." And so that's just what the servant does. And of course, just like you were saying, Marshall, God's God's kingdom is going to be filled. Whether you accept the call or not, there other people will accept the call. Don't be one of those people that don't accept God's invitation or you're going to be sorely disappointed or you're going to be you're going to suffer for all eternity. That's just the truth of the matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the servant the servant comes back and he says, "Hey, master, I've done what you I've done what you asked." And you still have seats available. Now he doesn't. We're seeing this analogy now of um, God now grafting in those Gentiles. This is what Jesus is talking about. About now the Gentiles are going to be grafted in. He sends a servant out into to the highways, into the hedges. He's going outside the city now. What we were looking at before was the 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 city would have been God's chosen people. Would have been the Israel, uh, the Jewish. Uh, people. And now, since they don't want to hear the call, they've turned their back on the invitation. Now, let's he's going to bring in the Gentiles. Everybody, everybody else is invited. Let's fill this table. Yeah, I love it. Because, and then here's, here's a, here's the, um, here's the main comment here. It's like, for I tell you, not one of those who were invited and declined will taste my dinner. Mm-hmm. You don't, you want to eat at God's table. Let me tell you. <laughs> what do you got, Marshall? Oh, no, I was just reading that last little bit there and just understanding what it was saying. That's all. <laughs> oh, I got you. Yeah, I was kind of reading some of the um some of the little side notes on there, mm-hmm. seeing if there was anything that we could anything else that we could add, but I think I think we kind of I think we got our point across. I think so. And I I, I like what's coming up. In, in, okay. in twenty five through 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 twenty seven, it gets it gets good. Yeah, yeah. So Jesus is gonna he he's continuing. He's making his way towards Jerusalem to, uh, to complete what he's come here to do. And of mm-hmm. course, he's a, he's a popular guy, and so there's multitudes of people following him, and uh, these large crowds are going along with Jesus. And he turns to them and he says, "If anyone." comes to me and does not hate his own father and, uh, and this this word hate is not a um what we would take as like oh I hate that I don't want anything to do with that this is a this hate is to it, yet again you've got to put Jesus first in your life that's what it is mm-hmm. that's what hate means so if anyone comes to me wants to follow me which Jesus not me not me of course but and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life. Put God, put Jesus above all, above everything in your life. Give 
everything up to him. And yeah. this is this is in the sense of indifference or relate uh, relative distance. So my it, it breaks it down in here um, in the sense of indifference or relative disregard for them in comparison with his attitude toward God. Exactly, kind of what I said in a little bit more words. Um, <laughs> he, if you don't put God first in your life, you can't be his disciple. No, no, you can't. I'd like to read my little snippet. So I like to call him. So in, in 1427, <laughs> so I'll just, just pretty much explains what's going on here. And, and I, I love these because, like I said before, it breaks it down and puts it layman's terms, and it helps you understand. It helps me understand it. So Jesus's audience was well aware of what it meant to carry one's own cross. When the Romans led a criminal to his execution site, he was forced to carry the cross on which he would die. This showed his submission to Rome mm-hmm. and warned observers that they had better submit to. Jesus made this statement to get the crowds to think through their enthusiasm for him. He encouraged those who were superficial either to go deeper or to turn back. This is the part that gets me. Following Christ means total mm-hmm. submission to him, perhaps even to the point of death. And if you think about all the disciples and you go back and you look at the life of the, of the disciples after Jesus was resurrected and ascended into heaven. Um, all of the disciples, except for one, died very gruesome deaths. They were all killed uh, for spreading the gospel of mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, for doing what what he what they're what were called to do as disciples of Christ. Um, they were hung upside down on crosses. They were beheaded. I mean, the list goes on. Um, so you know, ask yourself that. You know, being a Christian can't be taken lightly. This walk can't be taken lightly. And, and, and it even says in scripture that if you're lukewarm, he's going to spit you out. So there's just, it's either, either you're hot or you're cold. There is no middle ground. And so, and, and, mm-hmm. and it, it's a serious deal. And that's why, you know, Jesus also says that, you know, being a Christian is, um, it's not going to be all wonderful and fun and joyful and easy. Uh, there's going to be difficult times. There's going to be challenges and you're going to be tempted and you're going to, you're going to be tested yeah. throughout your faith and your walk in Christ. Um, so ask yourself, are you willing to die for Christ? I mean, it could happen. It happens in other, other yeah. countries all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, cause we got to remember if this was, if this was all a, a made up story, then nobody, nobody would have died for the, for this, if it wasn't complete truth. Yeah. So just think about the disciples. I think they they died they died willingly for Jesus. So why wouldn't we, if if need be? Mm-hmm. Of course, Jesus, you know, Jesus wants us to spread the good news. That's what we're called to do. But we got to be willing to do anything for Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So if you're not willing to do that, then you can't be his disciple. Mm-hmm. And then and then he goes into uh, like verse twenty eight. He goes into these. Uh, you know, I guess we could call them parables or analogies. And um, for which one of you, wants, when he wants to build a watchtower for his guards, does not first sit down and calculate the cost? Now, we previously it just we just talked about it that uh, coming to God was like accepting an invitation. And now he's making a point that it this is simply uh, to being a follower of Jesus is. There is, is more than just accepting an invitation. You've got to weigh the cost, mm-hmm. just like you were saying, Marshall. That it does. It, there is some high cost to it. There, there. It, it could mean friendships. It could mean relationships with with uh, family members or um, spouses. But your job, your job. But it's the reward is great, and you should put him. Oh, you there. should continue to put him first. Well, the, the reward is far greater because like we've said before, and like Jesus has said, our reward isn't here on earth. It's in heaven. So that that's yeah. what we as Christians have to look forward to. Not this, you know, it's not your job, not your car, it's not your boat, not the gold chain you got wearing around your neck. No, it's Jesus. It's been an eternity in heaven. Yeah. And then, and then jumping down to uh, verse 33. So then none of you can be my disciple who does not carefully consider the cost. And then for my sake, Give up all of his own possessions. Stop putting your trust in that new car. Stop putting your trust in your fancy house. It's okay to have that stuff, but don't don't lean on it to save you. Don't lean on it to 
um, that that full pantry, that full freezer, uh, you know, eventually that stuff is going to let us down. You know who doesn't let us down? Jesus. Mm-hmm. He never lets us down. So count those costs. Consider those costs and give up everything. It is his anyways. He created. Yeah. He inspired um, people to create it or, you know, to make it. You know, it mm-hmm. it all comes back to God. It's all his creation. So why not give him glory first for it? Amen. Amen. And we, we're actually going through this pretty quick. <laughs> well, total and all, but about an hour. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're in it. Yeah. So I used to say this. So to round out this chapter, Marshall, um, we used to say we used to say this as a uh, by bedtime like prayer, or um, we would we would say this when we were kids to memorize verses. So mom would always have uh, we'd have like a, a verse that we would repeat, and then it just kind of sticks with you. So salt is uh, salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness how it will ever be made salt again. Or in my translation, it says, therefore, salt is good, but if salt has become tasteless, with what will it be seasoned? So where do you want to get into how what that meaning is, why he uh, needed... Oh, uh, let me finish this out, and then we'll talk about it. So 35 goes on to say, it is fit neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. It is thrown away. He who has ears to hear, let him hear and heed my words. Jesus is just like, mm-hmm. hey, Listen to what I'm saying here. Yeah. Do you want to get into? Um, do you have anything to add on that? As far as like what the and that salt is good means? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'll I'll dive into my snippet. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll dive into that because yeah. it, it does break it down and it, it it explains it well. So it says salt can lose its flavor uh, when it gets wet and then dries. Nothing is left but a tasteless residue. Many Christians blend into the world and avoid the cost of standing up to Christ or standing up for Christ. But Jesus says if Christians lose their distinctive saltiness, they become worthless. Just as salt flavors and flavors and preserves food, we are to preserve the good in the world, help keep it from spoiling, and bring new flavor to life. This requires careful planning, hmm. willing sacrifice, and unswerving commitment to Christ's kingdom. Be salty. It's not easy. But if a Christian fails in the fun- in this function, he or she fails to represent Christ in the world. How salty are you? Oh, man, it gives new meaning to them bumper stickers you see driving around, salty dog, right? <laughs> we should all be salty dogs. That, <laughs> heck, that is, the, that is the title of tonight's podcast is Just Be a Salty Dog. Be a salty dog. Be salty. Go into the world and be salty. Come on, y'all. <laughs> yeah, and I would. I I want to end this here by making this uh, this statement here that I read is salt is only useful when it has the nature of salt. Meaning to say, Christian, a Christian, a believer is only useful when he or she has the nature of Christ. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And be salty. That yeah, that rounds us out. Yeah. Don't be don't be a hypocrite. Just be it's easy to say. It's easy to say you're a believer. Hey Aaron. But live like one. Yeah. Be salty. <laughs> I'm a salty dog. It's a salty dog, <laughs> y'all. I'm trying to be salty. Well, that's a wrap, so, ladies and gentlemen. All right. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Let's try and end the, let's try and end this thing cuz I got I got packing to do, or I guess I got family night to do now. You know, maybe I, I need to see if they're cooking up our uh, pork chops. Ooh, pork chops. I'm not a pork chop fan, at least not what I was raised on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, a um, few housekeeping issues, Marshall. Um, I wanted to recognize Amanda Joy Powell for that music uh, on the last episode. Um, amazing. Thank you for that music, and uh, we've had such a great response to uh, a post I put out a couple weeks ago on uh, social media uh, looking for new upcoming Christian artists, and uh, it's been an overwhelming, awesome 
speechless. I'm, I'm speechless on it because um, it's just been an awesome response from all these different artists, and we're going to try and feature them yeah. um, as we progress in all these episodes. So um, we used Amanda Joy Powell's um, music in the last episode. It was great. I loved it. So thank you to her. And uh, this week, this week we're using, and it, it's uh, it, it's kind of fitting because the name of the song is Salt. And, uh, he's, uh, he's a pretty cool dude. I've had a pleasure of speaking with him on, uh, through messenger and his name is, uh, is, is brother Booth. He's from fivefold gang music group out of Arkansas, you know, Hey, and, and maybe now, you know, now that we're, we're moving to Arkansas, I'm going to, I'm going to meet up with him, hopefully have him on the podcast here soon. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about it, but we're going to, I hope you guys enjoy and take the time to listen to this uh, music from these folks that we're putting on the end of these episodes because they're just there's they're amazing folks. They um, extremely talented what they do, and uh, we're excited to share their music with you guys. So uh, thanks, brother Booth, for for the music you sent us. And um, hey, we're we're gonna play this one. It's called Salt. So enjoy it. Yeah, give them a follow. All of their all their information. If you guys want to follow these people that we're um, highlighting all these uh, on all of our episodes, you can find it all in the show notes. So, yeah, we're I'm excited for to get a variety of music on here. Hey, you know, I just listened to a little snippet of Amanda Joy, and uh, it, let me hang on. Listen, listen. Yeah, so, guys. Wow. I mean, she's good. I, I'll be honest. That's oh, the first time I've listened great. to because I haven't listened to the end of that, of that, uh, that podcast episode. <laughs> so yeah. I was rocking to she's it. Good. I was oh, rocking yeah, to it today. Awesome. I love it. Go, yeah. go listen to Amanda Joy. She's got something going on there. Yeah, for sure. And, um, okay. So let's, uh, let's do this. I, uh, we finished filming. And uh, our sister, it, it's going to be a sister company to Undaunted Pursuit Productions and all that. You know how all that stuff works, everybody. But uh, this new company, Venetic Ridge Outdoors, is, uh, I don't have the Facebook page. Com- you know, it's there's not much there, but go follow us on there. Venetic Ridge Outdoors, It's uh, I've got a video out on YouTube on it. It's uh, a hunting comedy. Um, I hope you guys like it. Of course, I'm not the greatest actor in the world, so we'll see where it goes. But uh, yeah, there's some exciting news. I've been kind of uh, secretly working on it, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it won't go anywhere. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, hey, you that's another know. one you of our know. projects that we're working on. Marshall, Marshall, you'll be in on it uh, when I get down to Arkansas because, um, yeah, just our we need a video- videographer though. When, when I get down there, because um, I still don't have any video equipment. I know I know people in Texas who do that for a living, and they're amazing. Um, they're costly, but maybe, Good. maybe they'll give us a deal. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll see how this first video performs. Um, it's kind of shot in a, you know an old-timey hunting video way, and it's it's a dry humor right now. Um, but it's cool. You know, I, I had a fun time doing it and uh, I hope I can do more. I hope that it performs well enough that makes it, you know, worth a while to pay somebody else to do more video work for us. So we'll see. You said that's fanatic, like V-A-N-A-T-I-C? V. Like fanatic, uh, but with a V? No, 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 no. No, it's V-E-N-A-T-I-C, Ridge, common spelling, outdoors, course everybody knows how to spell outdoors um venatic is just another word for hunting but it's it, it's catchy oh i found it i was spelling it wrong that's why i had you spell that out because i was spelling venatic wrong but i found it good cool so yeah go check that out most importantly share this episode with somebody this week and spread the news about undaunted pursuit podcast and uh, check out all of our socials um our website. Oh man, you know, now that I really got to get that website done before I move, right? <laughs> that way it's out there. <laughs> but for now, undauntedpursuit.podbean.com. Um, what am I, what am I missing there, Marshall? Oh, what all, what, what all we got going on there? Um, uh, we got, we got email, 
email. We got uh, mail at undauntedpursuit.com. Hey, guys, you got questions, answers, questions, answers, and more questions and answers, shoot us up at our email, um, mail at undauntedpursuit.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, get plugged in with us. Get involved with us. And Bibles. Bibles, 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 Bibles. We have Bibles, Bibles. and we want to get rid of them. They're gathering dust. And so, guys, if you, you need a Bible, if somebody you know needs a Bible, or if you just want a Bible that you can just give to some random stranger, send us an email, send us a message on um, Facebook or any of the social media pages, and we will send one to you guys, and you can enjoy yep. it. Yep, and, and have a little grace because I am moving. So, of course, they're at my house, and uh, I'd have to find them in a box. But we will get one to you as yep. soon as we can if you really need one. Don't be afraid to message us on anything, and we'll, we'll, get, we'll get you one. No problem. We'll worry. Absolutely. You know, we'll get you. So uh, I, th- I think that's it. I think we covered everything. Um, hey, again, thank you, Brother Booth, for this song. You guys enjoy Salt, and uh, make sure to go follow him, too. So we'll see you guys next time on Don Pursuit Podcast. Bye. See you later. Some people can be so wicked Just trying to show the kindness of Christ Make you a victim I'm struggling, but I still give love I'm optimistic But when they disrespectful Why do I have to forgive them? And I know that I'm a Christ representative I know I'm mandated to spread that word To the sinners and to the saints But the saints be acting jaded Feeling like they pastors are overly compensated I'm saying Prosperity has its place But can you show me how to keep the devil out my face I'm trying to keep my sanity while running in this race Suiting up like Tony Starks in my armor every day Offended by the insults, middle fingers that go up Fall about the you sleep, homie, you need to wake up But Lord, I gotta stay up And daily stay prayed up Cause the scriptures say for your name's sake They gonna hate us But sometimes To my walk, instead I speak peace. Press the mute button in my head and hold the silence. But the thoughts that run through my mind, they be so violent. Lord, it's such a challenge, just trying to find balance. But some days the scale way heavy, I feel the madness growing inside. Just get to speak into my mind, I run to the scripture so I can get back realigned. I swallow my pride, gotta do the will of Esadai. Oh Lord, I need your strength, I wanna be the other guy. Stay clear of the other side, and I must never compromise. I'll be conformed to the ways of this world, therefore I strive. Turning the cheek don't mean that you're weak, that means you're meek. The meek shall inherit the earth, but let me speak. Meek means a discipline, humble and obedient. I gotta be the salt of the earth, this key ingredient. Sometimes I wanna be the salt. Why? Second thousand before he died. I was saying, just keeping it 100.